Blog Talk Radio. It's trash. Yeah. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up wanna do our show and get the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Full with the topic, sorta of like the rubber when it's game time. They like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates sweep their minds a little bit. For sports medicine, sports veterans and greats. The four for twenty-six saw the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yo, what's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. As usual, I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Board Dev, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, Jimmy the Blueprint, uh, B. Austin. Uh, we don't know where B. Austin is, man. He might pop up in any minute now. Pause that. Um, NBA All-Star Sunday in Atlanta. And I, and I have to emphasize that because I listened back to last week's show, Jim, and I was referring to it as Saturday the whole time, and all that stuff went down on Sunday. So my bad for anybody I steered wrong, anybody who was sitting in front of the tube trying to watch TNT on Saturday and there was nothing going on, my bad. But NBA All-Star Sunday in Atlanta is in the rear view, so you know we're going to put a bow on that unnecessary event and look forward to the second half of the NBA season. So sit back, relax. Bust it up with your homies in the war room. Of course, you can get in on the conversation signing in right now to the Brotherhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. That's on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 15 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. So whether you're with us live or not, you know, we just got to remind you that during the week, anytime we're not live on the air, uh, you can still check out archives, episodes of our show, The War Room, and other partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, man. Shows like The Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris, After Further Review with The Mayor, uh, The Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Show with uh, Phil Maddock and Savad. Um, man, we got uh, John Appetit with The Burtons, On the Couch with The Wilsons, man. You name it, we got it, man. This is a a lifestyle podcast network, not just sports. So check out everything we got going on. There's never an excuse to miss an episode. So make sure you don't. What up, Jim, man? A lot of stuff happened this past week. But uh, in my estimation, the most important of those things was coming to America. I mean, I already know the answer to this, but not a lot of other people out there know. So what what is it from you? Is it a yay or a nay? <laughs> it's a, It's a yay. I mean, it's a yay. Uh, you know, the funny thing it's is, this, this one had me revisiting. Yeah, this this one is a yay. Uh, you know what I'm saying? No Yeezy, but this joint had me go back and revisit the first one. It's, it's a definite well, I revisit the first one at least back. once a month, so I was revisiting. Trading Places is my favorite, yo. Billy Ray Valentine, <laughs> Capricorn. But no, seriously, though, um, it's, it's I guess, a, it's I a guess definite, coming though. to America is our... um. Coming to America, Trading Places is our uh, thriller. Uh, what's the name? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But here's <laughs> the thing: thriller off the wall thing. conversation. I, I won't argue. Here's the thing, though: I won't argue that Trading Places is better. I know Coming to America is his best body of work. Trading Places is just my favorite. I think that 
You know, uh-huh. yeah, no, yeah. See, that's the difference. I'll admit that coming man. to America is bad because yo, coming it's, to it's America a must to watch me is like during the Christmas season too. Because yo, because coming to America to me is like um, it's just so many quotables from it. Like it's it's so it's part it's like part of America. It's not even I don't want to say pop culture. It's part of American culture at this point. Like it's like if I walk in a room and just it has it's like a, it's like a cult classic. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Right, I say Soul right. Globe. I say McDowell. It's like these things are like part of the American fabric at this point. So that movie, is, yeah. that movie is the equivalent of Thriller. So you might like Off the Wall better, but Coming to America is Thriller. This is Thriller. Uh-huh. No, because I, I was actually there? about to make that comparison. I'm like, even though I like uh-huh. you know, Coming to America is his favorite ask, joint. If you were to ask me which is which, I would have said that Trading Places was Off the Wall and Coming to America was Thriller. <laughs> I definitely would have said that. Yeah. Um, oh, see, but like you said, that's American talk. culture. That's like that cult classic type culture. But for me, you, and you know, a few other people we know, we can do the same thing with trading places. We can quote that. I mean, and, no, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And yeah, a lot of people can, but I mean, not to the level. And, of coming I mean, to and Beverly Hills Cop. To be honest so with you, can. I mean, right, Beverly right. Hills Cop too. Like you know what I'm saying? But then in the I'm just. But it's, it's That's where it that, stops, you know, though. Beverly Hills Cop 3, you weren't interested in learning all the dialogue to that boy. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it was you know, trash. What I mean, Coming to America is at a different I'm kinda, level, though. Did you I'm see the movie, B? I'm kind of We know no, you don't watch TV. You always out. Yo, I'm kind of afraid. Yo, I don't know what B. Austin do with his time, dog. B. Austin don't see nothing, but uh, you be I out, man. Sarah J. video. Ain't no COVID. Nah, I'm, I'm, yo, I'm afraid. I'm afraid, man. Like, coming to America means so much to me, like, I don't want to watch two and, and see, but and that's that's why like, I, that's why you have to because you know me because we talked about this a long time ago. Like when we first heard whispers that it was going to happen, I never thought that it should happen. Now that yeah. it's here, I went into it like, okay, f it. Like there's no expectations for me for this because there's no way. Like, what's the point in can uh, comparing how good it is compared to the first one? You know that nothing that he can make right now can live up to the first one. So I went into it with those type of expectations. And you know what I found, man? This was just a 30-year 30, 30 reunion of a cult classic. You know what I'm saying? Because Jimmy and I talked you know, after we first watched it, and, and I agreed with him that if you look at the plot, there was a lot of holes in the plot that kind of rushed to get to the end of the story. But at the same time, if you think about it, they had so much to reincorporate they didn't really have time to to for the plot to be that complex. I really think because if you even if you hear him talk, he was like, I didn't realize that we had like this cult following and everybody was asking me and I didn't want to do it. And I think at the end of the day, they just said, look, man, let's just do it and let's bring back as many characters as we can. So they had to find minutes. It's like a basketball team that's deep as hell. They had to find minutes for everybody to the point where. We can't go too far with trying to be complex with the plot. So that's how I, I mean, but then, went in, and that's is, how though, I understood it. Thing, I, though, I found it enjoyable, man, even though I never wanted it to When I watched the first one, I think the first one, we forget just how silly that was. That joke was mad right. silly. It wasn't had no big plot of that either. It was just silly as hell. They was just clowning. Right? Right. It was up there just clowning, and that's what they did in this one too. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, the crazy right, part about it, Jim, I think, awesome. try, I think this one might have been be awesome more serious than that one. Be awesome. for real. Be awesome. I'm sure it's trying to figure out who your time, man. You don't be seeing no sports. Yo, you don't man. be seeing no TV, man. Yo, man. I'm, I think, I'm, I'm, I'm heavily, you know why he's seeing what he sees because he's always in the car, so he gets to look at that stuff. 
I'm heavily I'm heavily invested in uh in in the game of foosball, man. Football and football. F U T B O L. All right. So I asked for something. I mean, you know, that explains it. I mean, I know you know all the new Sarah J videos and uh you know, all the I'm not really a fan of Sarah J, man. you know, I even though the ass shots you know, she's pre ass shot uh era, um I'm 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 more yeah, into Tiana Trump. It was, it was just a joke. Salute to the hub, yo. Salute to the hub. Hey yeah, Jeff, so, you know before we came on air, I was, like, I was looking for this game because the the Sixers G League affiliate, the Blue Coats are in the championship. Man, I turned to it. They getting blown the heck out. <laughs> what are they playing? <laughs> Don't That's a Philly matter. thing, man. You can't have expectations, man. Even when we get there, we're going to get blown the heck out. But, um, yeah, man. But, just you know, to the, to the movie, man. I found it enjoyable. Yeah, I'm but, scared. I'm, I'm and, scared. You know, and I try to yo, say that. Look. I try to say that, you know, being as objective as I can. Because y'all know, you know, I'm a Murphy stan. Yeah, but um, yo, you, yeah. that's why you might as well just stop saying it. Because nobody going to believe you anyway, like. I, I know, <laughs> I know, but but real talk though, you know, it, it it was cool. I mean, I've 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 seen it one and a half times. I started watching it <laughs> the first time, and I got called to do something, so I had to I had to bounce. So when I came back, I didn't just pick it up from there. I just watched the whole thing again. Yo, you men of a certain age, you get called to do stuff. Twenty years ago, wasn't nothing getting in the way of watching those Eddie Murphy movies. Out of here, yo, brother B, what's popping? Yo, what's going on with the sound this joint? You, what the hell just happened? I don't know, man. Here we go. All right, man. Let's let's go ahead and start the show. Yeah, let's go ahead and start the show because it might (laughs) we might not have that much. Yo, um, I hate you, Tom. Shout, shout out to uh, Neil and Skyview in the chat, man. Skyview, uh, Neil said I loved it. Skyview said uh, it means Friday will not be made. And then he said, "How is Eric LaSalle too good for Soul Glow, though?" Yeah, I, I, I read that article about him and why he didn't do it. He acting like you know, like first of all, he acting like he would have had to be on set for a ton of time. Like, dude, your Soul Glow scene would have probably taken like two minutes. <laughs> out of the movie probably would have taken five minutes to shoot and you could have went back to whatever show he was filming but that's whatever that's whatever shout out to him um all right man yeah so let's get into this because you know who knows how much <laughs> time we got left so hot topics of course brought to you by my bookie uh, War Room family, it's time for you to make some money sports betting in my bookie. If you still haven't checked them out, then it's time to place your bets. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid. You get paid fast. No hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after Ben and Joe's Barber try to destroy the NBA. So join now and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. All there is to it. All right, so let's give a brief recap on All-Star Sunday. 
um, that just went down a few days ago. Um, overall, Jim, did you feel like it was a a decent presentation? You know, they rushed through everything they would do in an all-star weekend. Like, what were your thoughts on everything? Year. Yo, I don't yo, dog. I have no idea what's going oh, on now. I anyway, hear you now. You were um, muted? I'm like, I heard you. <laughs> no, I was yo, that's the crazy part. I wasn't muted and I heard you, but yo, I could tell you wasn't hearing me. I'm like, yo, I'm kill I'm kicking it right now. I'm I'm killing it. Anyway, what I was saying is, um <laughs> it, it was okay. It was okay for what it was. Like usually we have a party around the all star game, so like because of COVID right. we didn't have our normal party, <laughs> which is usually making it. Usually in the mountains or from the at the lake contest. house. Yeah, man. So I kind of missed that, but at the same time, this was it was cool. Like you know, they did their best. There was a lot of HBCU pandering. You know what I'm saying? Shout to Chris Paul. Um, was it? You know, <laughs> yo, it was yeah. a lot of that. I wish I'd have been. I mean, I wish that it wouldn't have to be that way. And that's just something that they did every year. Now maybe they will build on that and keep doing it, but it just it was so it was so heavy handed and seemed weird. But um. You know, not to I mean, it was so. Like, Yo, it was so 2020. I mean, I know this is 2021, but all of that stuff started in 2020. The, the Pander Express. Yeah, but it was so, it was just so heavy handed, so and I know that you know you, they kind of feel like, "Yo, either we like if we do, we get knocked; if we don't do, we get knocked." And I'm not. I mean, hopefully right. you guys continue to do it, but it was just so heavy handed. But what I will say is this: um, the game was okay. You know, it was an all star game. It is what it is. Uh, the dunk contest was a little little bit sore to me, like. They went from like you know giving out too many fifties to this being like completely harsh. Like, I, you know, right. I don't know how you can improve that though. Dog. I don't know. It's all subjective. Yo, it was so harsh that, on the um, Stanley that he pretty much quit. Dog, <laughs> he, he quit. And that was B's dog. pick. I don't even get that. Even, I don't know where B. Oh, there he is. Yeah, A B. Your man Cassius. He he just quit, man. Like. The judges was being too harsh on the young boy, and he just decided to just run up there and do a Clyde the Glide or something. I don't know what he did, but. <laughs> Dog, that one dunk. My man went between his legs. Like, he was floating, and they gave him a 44. I would have quit, too. Like, what is that? Like, you know, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have quit, but yeah, I, right? I, I would have got tossed, though. I would have turned around and took the ball and threw it at the judges, John. Like, you know, that's Yo, how he you got go his out. Joe Hampton on, yeah. Yeah, I definitely got Joe Hampton on because they was drawing. Yeah, it, it, they were. Yo, I mean, but that then not to everybody who's watched Last Chance you. That that's what you get, Jim, when you have a bunch of people who used to be dunk champions, and truth truth be told, like they did a better introduction for the judges than they did for the for the contestants. I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but the introduction was way more elaborate for the actual judges. So they were already feeling themselves before the contest even started. They felt like they were more important in the contest and they were being treated as such. And they came out there giving like trash scores and I, I don't know. Man. So yeah, it, it, it kind of took away from it a little bit because I think a few of those dunks, you know, made for a decent contest, but with it, with it being three contestants and, you know, you kind of rushing it through halftime, it kind of took away from it. Um, Steph, of course, <laughs> the three point champion again, um, oh, and shout out to, to Simons for winning it because, first of all, I didn't know he had bounce like that because every time I stay up late to watch a Portland game, all I see dude do is shoot uh, three-pointers. So um, shout out 
to him for unlocking his other abilities to come out and win the dunk contest. Um, like I said, Steph made the three-point contest very uh, dramatic. In the first round, he came out and showed everybody who he is. And then the last round, he came down to the last shot that he made, and he was clutch. Um, shout out to Demonis Sabonis, uh, Freezer Head Jr. for winning this, the skills challenge. He was the runner-up last year and won it this year. Jim, is that turned into a big man competition? Because they've been winning every year now. <laughs> you there? I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know if Jim is muted. No, or he it keeps happening again. Yo, yeah, there well, you I go. find that amazing and interesting. Yo, they took, that, um, they took me division. away, yo. Yo, they did the new like, yo, they, yo, they, I, yo, I don't know what's going on with them tonight. So let's hurry up before they kick us all the way off. But what I'm saying is, yeah. it's <laughs> interesting because, like, the smaller guys are the freakish athletes and the bigger guys are the skilled ones. It's like the game is going through this weird phase right now because a lot of big guys actually have skills. They have footwork. They have, you know, they have guard skills. And a lot of the guards, I don't know mm-hmm. what they do. They just, they just athletes. Yeah, the crazy part about it is, and all the contestants will tell you this, where you win or lose the competition is on the pass. So you got all these guards out here that can't make the pass. (laughs) These big men just hitting that pass on the first try. Um, Shout out to Chris Paul for missing a layup for the second time in the contest history. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, he he stayed blowing layups in the contest. That's crazy. That was Cliff. Um, That wasn't even Chris. That was Cliff. That was Cliff. Skyview says, speaking of HBCUs, whatever happened to the five-star that committed to Howard? Um, He played a couple of games, um, had to sit out because he, I think, didn't Maker McCord get COVID? He sat out because of COVID, and then then he had an injury that had him out for extra time, and then the rest of the season got canceled. So that ended up being a little bit of a disaster. It was like whatever could go wrong. Uh, went wrong, but um, I, I think he actually started to lose interest in being there after a while, too. I kind of had some inside information that was saying he was kind of milking uh, this injury a little bit. Um, so, you know, if you don't have the inside information, like he's always going to get props, props for doing it. You know, not a lot of people outside of us are going to know that yeah, he pretty much quit. <laughs> on the program. I mean, but, but here's the thing though. Yeah, he also didn't have the he also didn't have the traditional experience like with COVID. COVID kind of threw everything for right. him. I, I, I Yo, believe he that could, if he had the fans and the games that he played. Them yard IG uh IG models to the to the dorm. Man, he couldn't get a whole bunch of fans. Yeah, I mean, he burn. wasn't in there with the band. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. All the all the different lids he would have yeah, had from. It, 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 he didn't and get the, the experience that that he signed up for, so I feel it. Be awesome. That's the that's the new word, man. We Yo, I don't know what's going on. on call you keep him, going uh, out. Yo, I have no idea what's going on, yo. Uh, what I was saying, be awesome, is that's the new term. I hear you now. Be awesome, still on here though. Yeah, he's still. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I was saying that that's the that's the new term for him, dog. We don't call him IG models. We call him libs. L I B like. And that stands for link in the bio. Mm. So all the so he link he, in the bio. He out on having, Ooh, I like that. He said he, link Yeah, yeah. You know bio. we always come, we always got that loose language. Now listen, he he missed out on all the libs he would have had in his dorm room. So his experience <laughs> is just just isn't what it would have been. 
So, you know, he probably got tired of online classes. That's real, and, that's real talk. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. That's not a real experience. Nah, definitely not. Definitely not. All right, but, yeah, you know. Yo, they, they you did just it. broke something like crazy like, down. Oh, what, what? Who goes to a H? Who goes to a HBCU to go to online class? No one in the history of ever. <laughs> no one in the history of ever went to right. H. I don't even care if it's black ass <laughs> Tuskegee, Tuskegee Institute. Because I still yo. want that yard experience. You trying to get in the classroom and the dorm room? Week though. Are you sitting in Tuskegee though? Yeah, they in yo, the middle of nowhere. Yo, I only went to class. I only went to oh, class with the weather break. Female persuasion. Sam, I've been I've been on I've been on a many right. HBCU campus, and when the weather breaks and everybody's outside, that's like I don't even know how to describe what? it. It's, like, it's like a, coming, a, a, it's like a, coming to yo, America. Yo, it's like it's a different <laughs> thing where you could just. Yeah, you know I mean, like yo, it's just so much fun. That's like life. When the weather breaks, it's almost yeah. like uh, being in the middle of the shy video. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's just fun. Like. Because black so y'all people are remember the shy video. They was on Howard's campus in the in the summertime. They was on all Howard's all campus. Mean, the they were they were students. Yeah, they had, yep. <laughs> yeah, I know. They were they students. Like, they weren't. Yeah, but that's video. I think a lot of people they think they were just live. um. A lot of people think they were just um, an R and B group who just chose singers, Howard's yeah. campus. Like <laughs> them boys went to. No, it's the other way around, though. Yo, that yo, that video <laughs> like it just that video just makes you think of an HBCU campus. They out in the summertime with all the libs out there, the beautiful weather. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People laying on blankets, and you know what I'm saying? Like it's just no mind. Let me stop. <laughs> they doing everything but class. Yo, you, yo, you bringing you bringing back show. nostalgic memory. Yeah, I know yeah, that's why I'm chill right now. I'm about to jump into my inbox. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, yeah, man. After his uh, buyout from the Pistons, Blake Griffin has decided to join the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Surprise, surprise. Um, What what are y'all's thoughts on this? I mean, because. You know, before the move was made, you know, I heard a lot of people, a lot of, you know, pundits saying stuff like he's washed up, you know, he's a bum now, it doesn't matter, he needs to go home. But now that he's signed with the Nets, you hear a lot of people referring to things like, oh, the rich getting richer, that's not fair, Uh, super teaming, this and that. Like, what do y'all think about it? Well, first off, you got to realize that it's all just a stop a kid from Akron. I'm joking, but that's like the running uh, internet meme. Of course, you knew that was coming out <laughs> it's after all the, two minutes. It's, it's all to stop a kid from Akron. But no, but but the funny thing about it is I found, I found myself defending Blake because I think at some point Blake became an underrated player. Um, right. But I, but then I went back. I went back and looked at the data, looked at the highlights, and I recognized that yo, he ha- he has been like regressing at a rapid pace and with the, right. and I looked at all the stats from his field goal percentage to his three point percentage but the one thing that told me that Blake Griffin has regressed tremendously is the fact that yo Blake Griffin hasn't had a dunk in like three years yo how does Blake Griffin not get a dunk in like three years like he hasn't dunked the basketball like yo, how is that possible that's all he that's all he could do coming into the league and then he went the pendulum swung the other direction that is crazy that, that's insane 
to hear you say that. <laughs> yo, that's just insane. I was like, yo. But now, granted, he only played like 30-some-odd <laughs> games because of injuries. But still, like, even still, like, how do you not get one dunk? You're Blake Griffin. You said, like, that was what you were doing. You were flying dunk on people. You're part of Lob City. But at the same time. Uh, um, he was dunking over cars in dunk contests. Exactly. But if you look at the deal he signed and how he signed, he signed for the vet minimum. And I think part of it is he doesn't want to have any responsibility because he's in a position now where if they win or lose, it's not on Blake. Like, no one's looking at Blake. He's like the fourth guy down that someone will look at if they don't perform. So I think he's kind of like, you know, found a little lane where he can, if he can give you, you know, five, ten good minutes, Pauls, um, it's it's worth it, but you know it's just interesting to see. That's all I'm trying. That's all I'm trying to get these days. But <laughs> that's too much. Five. Um, but it's, so three. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not only did he take the vet minimum, he, you know, in his buyout, he sacrificed thirteen million dollars to leave Detroit. Um, he was averaging twelve point three points and five point two rebounds in twenty games this season. So this is, you know, this this is what's funny to me though, because you know that's all you heard before. Then when when they talk about buying him out or trying to trade him, everybody like, man, he need to go home. Griffin is done, blah blah blah. But now that he joins these guys, it seems like there's a little fear out there from fans of all the opposing teams, or at least all the contending teams, because it's like, oh, uh, you know, you know, they super teaming and the rich getting richer and all this kind of stuff. I'm like. Okay, I mean, the Nets were whatever they were going to be once they got hardened. Like Jimmy said, like, this is kind of – this could be icing on the cake if Blake comes out there and turns into something else that we haven't seen in a couple of years because he's on a contender now and he's rejuvenated. You know, maybe this is what he was waiting on all along just to get out of Detroit and be able to, you know, do some stuff. But the the Nets had a need. At the at the four spot as far as depth at the four position, um, and they feel like he can, uh, you know, fill the void in that position. But what do you guys think? Like I said, I, I kind of think Brooklyn was whatever they were going to be before they signed him. But let's just play the game for a minute here. Like, what's the potential? Let's say Blake does come out and he does stay healthy at least, and he, you know. Does he do anything to push their cause farther forward than it already was? Because right now, no. it looks like a two two horse race in the East between the Nets and the Sixers. Now, both of these teams live up to their side of the bargain. They're supposed to be each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, is Blake going to do something to push them over that hump to beat a Philly team, or? <laughs> I think it's possible. Wait, wait. All Blake has to do, mm-hmm. all Blake has to do, is have one great game in the playoffs, like literally one game. If he has a right. mom spaghetti moment in the playoffs, the signing is worth it, considering he signed for the minimum. Like you got a, you got a, uh, you know, a possible future Hall of Famer for the vet minimum. If he has any gas left in the tank and can give you one great playoff game, then it's worth it. And I think the Nets, Jimmy, might have, they might still have their mid-level exception. Available too, so this team might not be done, you know, trying to put something together. Because yeah. remember, they gave up a lot of pieces to get, you know, in that Harden deal. So they still got some spots to fill. B, what do you think? You think um, Blake can do anything to push this team, you know, into the finals at least, and maybe get them over that hump? 
No, I, I, what can I think he do that, against the kid. Well, as 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 Jimmy said, the bar is kind of low. All he has to do is have one good game, and based on his statistics, and that's plot, yeah. what's a good what's a good game for Blake Griffin? Blake Griffin gets twenty and eight, twenty and seven. That's a good game at this point in his career. So the bar's low. Yeah, I mean he can he can contribute positively, but there we're not going to see Blake Griffin from 2013, 2012, 2014 walk through that door. He's not he's not there. We're, we're definitely not. But I, game, I I think it's going to mm-hmm. be some. I'm telling you, I think it's some trickery involved in this, man. I think we're going to see a better Blake than we've seen lately. Mm. And remember, yeah. just last so, year, no, 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 no. I, I gave the Sixers. He gave this same core bunch from the Sixers like a fifty piece, like early last season. Listen, so yeah, he no, can no, dig no, down no, deep. Listen, I don't, no, 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 I don't. I no, don't think. Listen, crazy Jeff, I don't think he's a bum. I don't think he's a bum. I think he in in the right situation as a primary or secondary scorer. I think Blake Griffin is still capable of averaging twenty. Uh, caveat being, if he stays healthy. Now, when has he ever stayed healthy? But I still right. think he's a legitimate top. 10 power forward in the league. Like, I, I just don't think that he's, he's going to have enough time to really gel with those guys for them to figure out where he needs to be spacing-wise for him to matter in their offense and when has he ever really played defense. So I don't know. So it, it's not thing, about right? him I think that not being able to play. That whole team is defensive. He's, he's in a position with that team where he can definitely shine. Like, his best years are when he was running the pick and roll. And, I mean, now he's running the pick and hole with James Harden, which is crazy because, honestly, the whole time we were having a conversation, I wasn't even thinking about Harden. I was thinking about KD and Kyrie, but Harden might be the best player on their team, which is which is insane to say. Which is um, crazy. <laughs> but now you're running the pick and roll with Blake Griffin and Harden. It's a lot different than anybody he's played with in Detroit. That's another thing. Some people are speculating that, he wasn't at the end of his Detroit run. He stopped giving it his all because, yo, he was playing for Detroit. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if any of you guys can name right. three cats on and that I team. Think, I think he knew, who, Jim, at the, end, at the end of the day, he was gonna, this was going to happen. He was going to get out and be able to chase a contender. So he probably was saving himself. That's why I think yeah, we're going to see some games. He we're, we're like, said he about to get know, his pull. Kaiser on. Like he walked out the, uh, the building <laughs> and now his legs are going to be straight. <laughs> now he's going he to start flying again. Like, hold up. What happened to that bounce? Like, you ain't dunked in three years. Now you're dunking on no. everybody. Like, you're going to be out there looking like the boy KJ. Shout out to uh, Last Chance You again. Yo, come on, man. Yo, come on, man. KJ, yo, KJ was no, nah, nah, man. Yo, anybody out there, please watch Last Chance You, the basketball game. The man, the young boy KJ just dunked on anybody around him. And he looked like a big ass old dirty bastard to me. He dunked on the enemy. It don't matter. Yeah. But definitely. Six seven two fifty ODB with monkey bounce. <laughs> Hard to imagine. Alright, so so we'll see, man. Like I said, you know, I, I think this makes them a little bit stronger. Like B said, like None of these additions scare you on the defensive end, but when you look at who they have offensively, like, you know, we know defense wins championships. We know the cliches, but damn, if there, has there ever been a better, you know, mix of offensive firepower? Like, has there been anyone as close as this team is to challenging the notion that defense is going to mean any damn thing in their title run? 
Like these dudes can go get a bucket anytime they need to go get a bucket, and they can just choose who they want to go do it. So they're going to test that theory. Remember, Golden State had tested that theory of, you know, and, and Golden State is not as perimeter oriented as everybody always wants to make it out to be. But you know, you remember Charles Barkley saying, you know, "Team, you know, perimeter oriented team is never going to win a championship," and then they won, and he had to kiss their butts. So they challenged that notion. I think this team is going to challenge the whole defense wins championships notion. And, you know, mm-hmm. who, who can stop them? So we'll see. We'll see how that, how that goes, man. Shout out to Blake for uh, <laughs> choosing to try to, you know, chase that title at the, at the end of his career. We'll see how it works out for mm-hmm. him. You know, being a rival fan, I hope it doesn't work out at all. Go Sixers. All right, so the 2021 Pro Basketball Hall of Fame finalists have been announced. And I will give you guys the list. There are nine uh, players um, and five coaches that are finalists this year. Uh, This year's list includes nine first-time finalists. They are Rick Adelman, you know, as a coach, of course. Um, Uh. Chris Bosch, Michael Cooper, Paul Pierce, Bill Russell as a head coach. Um, I, I, I actually saw this list go on social media, and people were talking about the NBA was tripping because Bill Russell wasn't in the Hall of Fame yet. And I was just sitting there like, <laughs> school system has failed all of society. Um, Jay Wright, Villanova uh, head coach Jay Wright. Uh, WNBA All-Star and two-time Olympic gold medalist Yolanda Griffin, um, Lauren Jackson, also from the WNBA, and WNBA Coach of the Year, Marianne Stanley. Those are the first-time finalists. Previous finalists who are back up this year for consideration, uh, Lita Andrews. um, She is the all-time winningest high school coach. Of course, y'all man, Tim Hardaway. We know why he's going to be on the ballot for a while. Can't, you know, can't, can't play with them. You know, they don't need to be in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, national, <laughs> a consensus national collegiate player of the year back in the day, Marcus Johnson, four-time NBA defensive player of the year, Ben Wallace, and five-time NBA all-star, Chris Weber. So out of these, the people that I know. Uh, first of all, I wouldn't want him on my team. And um, second of all, you know, if he was on my team, I, I would, you know, really distance myself from him because um, uh, uh, I don't think that's right. And, you know, I I, I don't think that, you know, he should be in a locker room while we're in a locker room. And it's just a whole lot of other things. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be a part of that, but you know, it's stuff like that going on, and there's a lot of other people out here like that that's still in the closet and don't want to come out the closet. But you know, come on, um, I, I just leave that alone. Yo, listen, <laughs> I guarantee y'all, with every ballot, because you know everything is probably virtual now, so they're probably doing something digital. With every ballot they send to the voters, they probably send a clip of that. Keep this in mind <laughs> when you're voting. <laughs> Just keep this in mind. Uh-huh. Yo, Tim was. Like, what you do? You don't you have know? a recourse. You, what do you, you ask for a trade? Yeah. Uh, oh, I asked for him to get traded. 80 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the, or if he, you know, I, I, 
will give, but he he could switch and he could he could move his feet a little bit on those switches. I remember Derek Coleman used to give him nightmares. Oh my and God! Derek Coleman was Coleman past was, his prime at that time. Yeah. Derek Coleman would pee in his cereal and make him eat it. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. he could do about it. <laughs> but right, Derek so. Coleman would do that to a lot of people. Yeah. Just but but you suppose that you know you got a reputation. And by that time, he was at least a two-time defensive player of the year, and he had a rep you know, shutting down and locking up, as, as my man uh, uh, Mark Zumoff would say, locking all windows and doors. So that's his thing. <laughs> Lock your windows, close your doors. <laughs> He's the illest. All right, so, um, you know, shout-out to, to all the, the finalists this year. We'll see how that goes. When are they going to have the, the – Ceremony for the cats from last year The KGs, Kobe um, uh, Duncan, when they gonna have the ceremony For that, we already talking about who gonna get in This year, so I'm I trying know. to see what's going on I don't even know how they gonna do this yeah. They're gonna let the legend Paul Pearson The legend You know they're gonna find a way to monetize that uh, I mean, you know Paul They're gonna find a way to monetize the Kobe and Garnett John. Yeah <laughs> they they gonna think Paul Paul think his bus belong next to you know Michael and Wilt and all of them dudes. <laughs> I, I believe he should be in there, but I'm pretty sure he got a way higher opinion of where he should go when he get in there <laughs> than everybody else. But um, a man I, Paul Pierce is funny. Shit, man. I got a I got a quote of the week, man. I want I wanted to get your opinion on this, man, because this is coming from you know. The, the king, you know, you're supposed to be that dude. Quote of the week, and this is what the king said. He said, finally got to share the floor with Seth Curry. Well overdue and loved every single second. Greatest shooter of all time. Changed how the game is played by himself alone. Respect beyond words. Thoughts? Yeah. Steph Curry gave him a Steph Curry gave him a cock lock and dropped it. <laughs> Yo! Yo, why does Bron? Why does Bron go this far? I mean, because it's like you gotta know why he does it. We know LeBron; everything is contrived. So, Bron is making himself like his image. His image. He will go down in history as a better. You know, if if we gotta Wait, use no, this term that everybody uses. Right there. You should have no, just no, no. stopped right but, there. No, no, no. But he'll go, go down, down in history as a down. better goat LeBron. than 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 Michael. And Kobe and them because you know while they were playing, I mean they had guys that you know if they were asked about in an interview that you know you'd be complimentary. You got to say you got to keep it real that you know somebody is a good player, but they never went as far as LeBron is willing to go to 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 call off somebody else when you know you've been but the you best player in this generation. So it's like but I think he's I making think, himself I think look better a, in the long run by doing that. For, is, for the people is, that like Ron will go like down. Well, he I is, like but he's playing a bigger game. Listen, people will say what they want, but it's actually smarter than to do that because of the reasons you said. Like, Bron is going to go down in a whole different way in history. Like, Bron yeah. had, like, big, but also, if you, I honestly think this is part of who he is too, though. Like, I think this even comes across in the way he plays the game. He doesn't play the way the game the way that Mike or Kobe did. He's more of a, a, a teammate guy. Like the teammate stories you heard about Kobe and Mike, you've never heard about LeBron. Like 
Not yet. Even in the way he plays the game and the way he approaches the game. Not yet. Yeah, I mean, this is true. But even the way but we heard about, like, Mike and, uh, you know, beating, punching Kerr and Kobe, like, you know, smush, like, while they know, were actually still playing. And, like, and at the same time, with LeBron, I mean, I say not yet jokingly, but I don't think anything like that is going to come out because you can look. Like, you can see LeBron on the bench with his teammates, and they just do more. Like, he has more fun. He's like a Reggie Miller of the team where he used to clown a lot. And do look at LeBron's teammates. Look at LeBron's teammates and even his competitors outside of Paul Pierce once they get into the media. His competitors and his teammates, when they get into the media, become complete fanboys and just like it's because of who he is. He And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, this is the reason why he's going to be looked at a different way once it's all said and done. I mean, he's playing a, he's playing a long game, Paul. But like, oh, with those other going, two guys. So. Their their competitors became fanboys, but yeah, their teammates would stand up once in a while and tell the truth. Sometimes, like, yeah, he, he wrote us hard, boss. But um, yeah, but see, with yeah, this I, guy, I he has everybody looking at him as being a, a different game. dynamic. I think with LeBron, though, I think that more pressure was felt from his teammates. I think they like LeBron, but the LeBron dynamic puts a lot of pressure on them, and they get blamed for everything that that goes wrong. You know, in the, in yeah, the, part in the of organization. It. So, but I, I think mean, they would always I mean, have glowing stuff to say about him, per se. But being his teammate, I mean, that's, that's part of it. I think you ain't got to worry about getting stole. You got to worry about being because Brian is blamed for everything too. Like the, the kid from Akron takes a lot of heat. Like so, so Brian is is probably overrated and underrated at the same time. Like because the kid from Akron gets a lot of criticism. That's unnecessary, but he gets a lot of praise too. So I mean. That's that's I've come to learn that every megastar is overrated and underrated. But, same but, it depends yeah, on where you fall on the, the polar matter is, <laughs> The fact of the matter is, I've always said this since day one. LeBron has always been more Magic Johnson than Michael Jordan. He's Magic Johnson with with a Nike marketing machine, because it's the same thing. Like Magic would like give all his his uh, guys he played against Blumpkins too. I mean, Magic I, they, without Isaiah the <laughs> but this, so Le, LeBron, LeBron is like more magic than Michael, but he got the Nike machine behind him, so it's always been him versus Michael. But he's more magic. I mean, and this is who he is. But it's also the reason why Magic is successful in business, and Bron is like running laps around everybody in business right now. I just read an article on Fast Company, and I'm like, yo, it's almost like LeBron is a part-time basketball player. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely that. Yeah. He still don't need to be giving Steph Blumkins like that, but yo, I, like I said, no, LeBron, LeBron, game, LeBron, LeBron being in the boardroom, <laughs> LeBron being in the boardroom giving other business people Blumkins too. That's how he. That's how he handles like that's that's who he is. That's how he that's handles it. life. They leave, they leave the meeting let like me, man. Here, let me like give me a hand kid. job. I like that kid, and and the whole time in the back of their mind they're like because he stroked my ego, so I'm gonna work with this kid, and now exactly, he's exactly, he's gonna be a billionaire because he out there stroking egos. Um. Yeah, they've shared a court before. I guess you know. Of course, he meant you know as teammates for the first time. But Steph, you know, and his and his mob stole a couple of championships from you. So it's just some people I couldn't be as friendly with. You know, if I'm gonna do that, do that to somebody else. Do that to well, no, I was about to say Kevin Durant, but he joined that same mob and stole a chip from you. So can't be Kevin no more. But um, yeah, it's just weird to hear. Because for a minute there, you know, they definitely had a nice East-West rivalry going on. 
because they met in the finals so many times. But, um, you know, shout out to, to LeBron doing what he feels that he has to do. So in NFL news, y'all man Dak, B. Austin's man Dak Prescott finally got paid. He broke the bank and is now with his overall contract and guaranteed money is now the highest paid player in NFL history. B, I'm going to ask you first, does he deserve that? <laughs> Four-year, $160 million deal. This is after, you know, getting $31.4 million playing under the franchise tag. Um, of the, and, the, and the deal, the guaranteed money. He's getting $90 million all at one time. He's getting yeah, he's getting a hundred and twenty six million um guaranteed over pre- overall and he's guaranteed with ninety five million at signing. Yo, this contract has a maximum value of a hundred and sixty four million dollars. He's set to make a hundred and twenty six million over the first three seasons alone, which is an average of forty two million dollars per season. And he will earn $75 million in total yearly cash for his play in 2021. Is he even going to play in 2021? This is crazy. Great cash, so, Go ahead, B. So it's, it's, a, it's a legendary deal. And, and I know, you know, you, you threw me an alley-oop. And I will dunk it eventually. But um, <laughs> it, in terms of, of the players – this is a great thing. It's a great thing for them because it pushes. This is this deal is as legendary as um, a roids a roids deal in 2000, right? This is set set a new precedent for the market. It's the largest um, signing bonus at one time. It's the largest even, guaranteed even the salary cap at one time this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the largest man. There's a couple of dude. He 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 did he did well, and Todd France really did an amazing thing for the league for the players, uh, as well as Dak in getting Jerry to to sign this deal. And at the press conference, um, you could see that Jerry was a little salty. Because he sat next to the, to the kid and said, "Made me overpay. I overpaid for him, you know." So um, now, very back the Brinks truck up and, and then kept it real. And, on, and, you do that. and then other 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 players, um, but but quarterbacks in particular, it's not about how good you are. It's about when you become a free agent it's about what you can negotiate it's, it's just like housing man like your house may not be worth what someone has to pay for it based on the neighborhood you live in and based on where real estate prices that's what it is in the quarterback market in the nfl um so B, let me it? ask you a question let me ask you a question hold that thought since, since you said that though because yeah. that's definitely a factor so my question would be i mean and, and this is not for you to no, but just to I just want you to give an opinion on it. So if that's the case, mm-hmm. why the hell didn't they pay him before when they could have? I mean, it was going to be a, a bank breaker, but it was going to be less than this. So why not pay him before? The, the, yeah. Rather the, than because, wait because until not, after he get his leg twisted backwards 
and now yeah. you give him the highest paid contract in, in the history. Of no, the no, 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 no. That, that's a great that's a great question for three reasons. Number one, number one, Jerry Jones is a great businessman in the sense that he's a great marketer. He's not a great player personnel guy inside of the sport. Like their management of the team, and I would argue that Jerry Jones, Gerald Jones, is not managing that team to win a Super Bowl. He's managing that team to put a product on the field that 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 gets people into that huge monstrosity of a stadium, paying those overpriced tickets, paying for those overpriced <laughs> drinks and the overpriced dinner. That's what that's what he's about. Because to your point, let's go back even further if they really believed in Dak and they really were prudent with their spending they'd have gave him the contract a year and a half ago they'd have gave him the contract too they wouldn't have had to come anywhere near Dak would have been getting 32 million a year over five years that, that's I'm going to give you the real answer to that question here's yeah. the answer to that question Dan. they here's waited the, until the bull got his leg question, misery he got his leg misery and, and now there's nobody else no, no, Nobody here's why. Else. There's a there's a there's a legit reason why that happened. That mm-hmm. happened because he previously signed Andy Dalton and he thought he, he thought that Andy Dalton could come and just step in and do what Dak did. Uh he got That's a chance a to see point. Andy Dalton and say, Yo, point. go get him well, go get that man and pay him what he wants because uh, well, uh Andy's not gonna get it done. win yeah. loss wise, they did about the same thing, but he didn't shine. He didn't get four hundred yard games while while losing them games Man, like that. No, no, I, no, no, no. I, just, just even, for, even, even for, piggybacking on that point though, Jim. To Jim's point, you're, you're, that's a great point. He did try they to bring him in to play back out. They he tried to prove something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He absolutely. Definitely. They don't really believe in Dak, but they know that Dak is way better than Andy Dalton. They tried to bring Andy in the Red Rocket paws on the low and say, "Here, we'll pay you three million. You take Dak's job." And then we'll show Dak up, and we don't have to pay it, and that didn't work out. So this was actually listen, a listen, gamble. They both, it's they a both gamble my that fantasy didn't slaves. work. They both were <laughs> my fantasy slaves, and I I was on my way to a championship with Dak, and my ass got kicked out the first round with Andy Dalton, so I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Dak, is a, Dak, yeah. Dak is a fantasy superstar. Yeah, like you said. Oh, yeah, my them, God. Them garbage time, garbage time, garbage time yards. <laughs> Dog, I was count. I was counting my championship money in the beginning of the season. I had Dak Prescott and Christian McCaffrey, and I can only tell you how my season ended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, no that's a, that's a good point. They brought they brought the little white boy in because they figured that he could turn the machine on with all of that offensive power, and they could go and wave it in Dak's face and say, "How dare you!" try and do what you're trying to do. It backfired. It didn't work. They lost the bet. Now Jerry got to pay up. Jerry knows. Right. He knows. And they know so, that Dak ain't really going to live up to that contract. In honor of Dak's new contract, our stat of the week um, features Dak Prescott. And it's a comparison of the first 69 games of Dak Prescott's career and the first 69 games of Peyton Manning's career. You know how people do this because oh. – you know, this was probably made because, you know, you got a Dak fan out there who want to prove to the people who's saying, they paid all that for Dak. They wanted to prove something. So in the first 69 games of both of their careers, Dak has thrown 106 touchdowns to 40 interceptions. Peyton threw 120 touchdowns to 86 interceptions. 
Dak has thrown for 17,634 yards. Peyton has thrown for 17,698 yards. Dak has a higher completion percentage, 66 versus 61.3 for Peyton Manning. Uh, Dak has a higher win percentage at uh, 60.9. Peyton at 52.2. And Dak has a higher passer rating at 97.3 to Peyton's 85.6. Now, to any of you brothers, does any of these stats mean anything? <laughs> right. No. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think the time when we look at when Peyton created those stats, and we look at where the game is now, um, first of all, defense, defense, yeah, defense has been legislated I mean, out so, of the game. So they do and they don't, defense, right? Because if you go back and watch, yeah. if you go back and watch Peyton Manning's the tape on Peyton Manning's first couple of seasons, him and him and also Troy Aikman, yo, they was out there wilding. If either one of them were black, they wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to become the championship Hall of Fame quarterbacks they are. Like, so I think there is a little bit, of, there is a little something there, but I don't know if the, the the picture that they were trying to paint by doing it is what you're painting because, again, we don't know how this plays out. This injury can derail his entire career, and he can never be the same again. Or if he comes back to be just as good as he was, I mean, he might be. Who we, we just don't know. But right. I hate when they do this. You, you're comparing someone who's already had his chance to like play it out. Um, yeah. And you're comparing different. When you go back and watch, different, 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 different era. Jimmy, Jimmy skipped over that era. Because don't, 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 don't forget, don't forget. Even in in that era, like because Jimmy's correct, Peyton was wilding, like with the turnovers. But as far as touchdowns, yards, and that kind of stuff goes, like he was putting up numbers that people weren't really used to seeing, especially back then when. You know the the league wasn't the same as far as the the, the scheming league, the more and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, so that's, but that's listen, why you compare. I, but, but, that, but that's like, why you can't compare errors. But what I am what I am saying though is that the the reason Peyton became who he became is because he was allowed to go out there and make every mistake. Now, you watch Peyton Manning's first season; he threw the ball like he was out of control. Peyton Manning's first season, yeah, his first he was season a terrible crazy. quarterback, but but he was figuring it out though. What I'm saying is. Guys aren't even allowed to figure it out. Like you know, they don't no, get a not chance any to just air it out that way. They don't get a chance to air it out that way and figure things out. And you know, so I think that without him having all of those turnovers, he doesn't become the guy I don't that think he becomes. Anybody like, does these days. But to the point that you made, it's even sh- a shorter of a leash if you look like us. <laughs> They're impatient listen, with everybody not, these days, but so we don't stand this, a chance. <laughs> we don't I mean, you know, there was there was other reasons for it, but yo, just imagine like you know, if, like my man Dwayne Haskins got kicked out the league essentially at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was dropped. I know he but... had other stuff going on, but I'm just saying. <laughs> if you no, I, I like definitely this, felt. Spend, I definitely if, felt if like I felt like dude him, was terrible, but I also felt like, come on, they pulled the plug on dude way early. Dog, like, if, if he if he if his, if his way yo, early. if his name was like Alexander. And he was drafted in the first round. It's no way that he would have got kicked to the curb like that. He might have got benched, but they would have tried to like you know he would have had more opportunities. But no, I thought when they put him on the bench, I thought that was way premature. Like damn, they they benching dude already. Like, and, and yeah, this comes from it's teams. A, it's the culture it's of teams where it's like, where do you get the gall to have these kind of expectations <laughs> for anybody? Like your franchise is trash. Man. Like. 
that somebody will hear me say this and like, we won the division. They, they brag on that kind of stuff. Like, yo, y'all are like, where do you get the gall to be this, like, to have that kind of expectations on any player that comes into the system? Like, where does that, like, where, where they do that at? They definitely don't do that in, in Washington. Like, they're not supposed to, at least. All right, but um, shout out to Dak, man. Uh, he's the latest in the in the Brinks Club. Um, and before we go, uh, before Jimmy tells us what happens this week while we're on the ground, we're going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to let everybody know we are – the calls have to be very short this evening. No exceptions. Uh, so just got to let you all know that before we go to the calls. And we're going to go to the homie Tobias first. He's out in Arizona. Tobias, what up? Roll damn tide. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe y'all ain't take all damn day getting to the calls. You want to have to rest everybody. How nah, they, they was gonna be short Uh-oh. anyway. <laughs> if Uh-oh. we went to the calls first, we was giving y'all two minutes tonight. <laughs> all this bloviating here, but anyway, a couple of things here. Why <laughs> Alabama's gonna win the SEC tournament? Also gonna be the number one seed in the tournament. Roll down time, but a couple of quick <laughs> things, right? Y'all was talking about like not figuring out. I remember this. Y'all talk black quarterback. Y'all talk about eras numbers. Y'all know they did a like a a five year comparison first five years with Jameis Winston to Peyton Manning. You know Jameis Winston thrown less interceptions to Peyton Manning in the first five years, so it's kind of hard to do that stuff. But you're right about letting them figure mm-hmm. it out because Cam Newton they ready to throw him out. <laughs> you know Teddy Bridgewater, you know I don't think he's all that. He got one year of the team like yeah we got to get rid of him, and uh you know but you got guys like Sam Darnold. I know the Jets are a mess. But he ain't show nothing. And they talking about there's a market for him. Let's rehabilitate him. Oh, so, I was yes. about to say, they, ain't they getting rid of Sam Darnold, too, though? They gave up on him? Yeah, but, but after four years, yeah, the only reason they get rid of him is number two pick. That's yeah. the only reason. Yeah. And you see and you see Justin Fields getting picked apart. But the white boy at BYU sack was, oh, man, he's excellent. He's great. The dude couldn't even carve out Coastal Carolina. <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know? Hey, people can say what they want. Your man, your man, helped lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl. He, <laughs> they told him to kick rocks too. <laughs> yeah, but notice how like no one ever talks about him being immature, no leadership. So you, y'all, you guys are right about that. And that the thing is though, they should have paid him two years ago. They just got it out the way. Two years because ago. It's not about, yeah. It's not. It's not about how good you are. It's about a market. And there ain't that many quarterbacks to go around. And and that's the hard part, man. And Dallas was stuck. I'm like, if Dak didn't prove himself to you, at least last year, maybe not two years ago, but coming into last season, he couldn't get a contract. Like, what makes you go to the checkbook like this after my man's leg got miseried like that? Here's the problem. I just don't – like, I don't get it. the team's still going to suck because they have a terrible defense. You got a running back who stays on the field. I'm happy for I'm You ain't lying. And I'm like, get your money. But you guys, <laughs> I'll say this. You guys, you guys are talking about the all-star game. And it's funny. I get all these people talking. To, first, I think we need to do something about the three-point contest because we see the same shots over and over again. I want to see something different. That's what they say. You know, that's what they say about a duck contest. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What kills me is that you got more people that can hit a three-point shot than a dunk of basketball. And we out here expecting a guy to knock out all his teeth to kiss a rim to appease y'all. 
<laughs> you know, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yo, people were bad. Kenny and them was drawing, man. Oh, yo, hey, they wanted the to do the bust his mouth all up. <laughs> hey, yo, he the dog contest without busting his mouth all up. Hey, the dog contest should be renamed. Ain't no pleasing you, ML. That's what it is nowadays. <laughs> uh, because. Like, no stars, right? I do think that's like a lot of guys just want to shoot the three and that is kind of more popular. I don't know how than a guy who could do a 360 dunk between his legs. Well, we've seen that before. It just kills me. But I saw someone talk about the three-point like three shot and all that. I think the problem is that uh, it's the game. Ha- I'm not knocking today's players or anything. I do think analytics kind of lowers player IQ because it turns into a, a number and uh, you lose your creativity. I think the problem they have is the NBA is if you make the most threes, you win. Most of these teams play the exact same way. There's no style difference. And I think that kind of does make things a little boring at times. Well, hey, we already know how we already know the set's gonna run. Do a high pick and roll. We kick out to a guy who can't do nothing but hit a corner three. Because you run at him and, and you leave the mid range open. He looks like a fish out of water, uh, you know. Uh, so I think that we just I, I think like we, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of athleticism in today's game, but it's like analytics is taking that away, and uh, and, and I and I think there's a place for it, but you at know, the same time. It's, you know what's the biggest example of that? And I told you guys this in the chat when we were watching the dunk contest the other night. Yeah. I I watch a fair number of Portland games. I stay up late for them joints. I had no clue Simon had bounced like that. I had no clue he had bounced like that. You know why? Because every time I watch a Portland game, all he does is shoot three-pointers. I had no clue. Like, they put him in a dunk contest. I'm like, oh, he can bang. He can dunk. Like, Okay. They're not. They're <laughs> not. You know, get up like that. <laughs> they're not. You, they're not taking advantage. Mark Cuban is opening Top Shot packs. <laughs> oh Lord. But anyway, I, I know you guys got other callers. I'll say this and I'll run. Hey, anyone <clears throat> notice that my that Myers Leonard didn't take the thirsty walk of shame like the son Jackson did, or nor did they go after my, Myers Leonard preacher. And say, hey, your anti-Semitic remark. I just want y'all to know that. And by the way, Joe Kim Noah is a first ballot Hall of Famer. So sorry to tell y'all that. <laughs> Relax. Y'all have a good one. Relax. <laughs> Relax. And, 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 before you go, man, you're welcome yeah. for, this, for this game that we, we're going to give y'all tonight. You're welcome. Hey, no problem. Hey, no, my boy, <laughs> we'll blow it anyway. But, hey, you guys have a good one, man. All right, man. Peace. Peace. <laughs> All right, uh, hold up. This look like is this the homie Phil Matic on the line? Is it? We got yeah. Phil Matic on the line. Tissue in the tizzy. Yeah. good. We're good, man. Phil, we What's good? Not Frank Gore. Oh, y'all going in on the line already? <laughs> Frank was cool. 
My my girls like guys that go over a thousand yards consistently. Yo, chill, B. Chill, chill, B. I don't want, I don't want to get into the Frank Gore slander, but we say that. What's up, though, Phil? <laughs> hey, man, I, 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 I ain't trying to talk. I ain't coming for that Frank slander, man. I just wanted to holler at y'all. I ain't talking to y'all in a minute. Uh, no doubt. Tell you about my, uh, my, my guy Dame, uh, Logo Lillard, uh, killing it. Um. Yeah, I knew that all-star game was going to end just like it ended. I knew yeah. him and Steph, they, they weren't going to let it end without a, like, without a half-court shot. I, I oh, saw it was that. Was, Steph, yeah, Steph definitely the, the same. He holds it up to three. You know what I mean? He knew what time it was. Everybody knew. But um, hey, just, hey, hey, in honor, in honor of having Phil, yo, let's, let's, let's shout out the, the good God. Royce the five nine for his Grammy nomination. I know y'all want y'all 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 gonna talk about that on, oh, on yeah, the pod. No no doubt, man. Uh, we my guys on injury reserve right now, but we we'll be back next week. Um, so no doubt. And definitely shout out to Royce. Shout out shout out to um shout out to the to the uh, homie Rabbit. Uh, it's a lot of good nominees. Nas finally getting you know Nas doesn't have a Grammy, which is crazy. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. But it's not surprising at the same time. But uh, who cares about a goddamn grant? I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you, you do all, but I mean, shout out Chuck. Yeah, shout out to Uncle Chuck. I mean, uh, but pretty, pretty good. Uh, I actually think uh, Gibbs might have had the best album out of the ones that are nominated. Um, but I think mm. I think Royce is going to win. Uh, Royce should have Royce should have won last year. I mean. For the, for the book of Lions, mm-hmm. he should have got a Grammy for that. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I just want to give him the Lifetime Achievement Grammy, Jones. They might give him the. Yeah, they might give him the Denzel Jones. Yeah. Uh, Did I, let's just give it to him. Who cares about what the album is? But. Yeah. <laughs> somebody give Royce a Grammy just for making a song Cocaine. That thing's still not hard as hell. Twenty twenty one. It's the hardest song ever. Especially when they played it on the uh, on the uh, hip hop underground. Oh my God! Uh, that mm-hmm. was crazy. Yo, this, like, who I scored that? That whole score too? was crazy. When they played that, uh, when they played that Nas song, "You're the Man," I got up and almost broke Yo, yeah, my that Samsung was the last TV. <laughs> yeah, I almost yeah. broke my TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm 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 sitting over here uh, seeing what kind of Reggie they're gonna give me in my Top Shot pack. Um, but uh, no, man, I just wanted to talk to y'all real quick about NFL free agency. You know, that's my favorite time of year, man. I'm I'm all, no I'm all about uh, all season championships. Um, you know, you know this my this my time because uh, NBA don't start for another month or so, college don't start for a few weeks, so I'm good money. Uh, which 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 y'all which y'all think which uh which something y'all think will happen? Big surprise. Me? Um, I mean, I don't. Great, great, Dave, you got it. No, I, I was asking B if he if he wanted to take that. Um, well, I mean, in 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 general, or 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 your I mean, squad, like, your, your I, mean, I know, I know. No, I mean, my my guys, man, we 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 losing about half the squad to free agency. Uh, this 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 is probably the worst year in terms of. Oh yeah, everybody going. But, but aren't y'all working with like almost twenty five million dollars of cap space though, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, but, well, 
here, here's the thing. If if they cut three people or trade these three people, we good money. D four has the role. There's a there's a there's an offensive lineman Weston Richburg, and then you either got to cut or change or trade Jimmy G. If you do that, then we then we become the top. We we become the number five team in terms of cap space. And then we Yo, decide, that's one thing about you know, the Niners, boy. They are not loyal to no quarterbacks. <laughs> they get you out of there. I'm, Yo, they got Joe. I mean, Montana. man, what, what, what you have to What Jimmy G expected. You, you can't over, dude. So, it, it's just that thing that they, they, they still chasing the high. Like, they still trying to chase Thriller. And, you know, it's never – you know, it's hard to get Thriller. And then they fucking run uh, – they messed around and got Oh, ho, ho, they trying to chase what now? <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah. Without me chasing? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 said they, I said they had Thriller. And then, and then before oh, no, that. Oh, no, I just wanted to hear that. Know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You got it. You got it. That's all. I no, wanted, no, I just wanted no, to clarify they, that. They had, they had Thriller, and then they, and then they got bad, you know, right after that. And then they've been chasing that, that success ever since. And it's just, you know, yeah. you, you can't do that. You just got to play with what you got. Pause. And so I think if they do those three cuts and then go after the free agency, maybe maybe move up and draft the quarterback, maybe get the uh, the young boy from Ohio State. You know, he he would look good in in my um offense. Then we got some good money. But I'm I'm just really excited to see how this season gonna play out. Um, and, and if, if I'm being honest, I'm signing all one year contracts to these dudes, knowing that the caps gonna go up. And I'm just giving them super incentives and backloading it, pause. And when the cap goes up, because it is going up once they sign the new TV deal, then we we good money again, you know. So that that's how I would personally play it. But it's gonna be it's gonna be musical chairs this year because you, you're gonna see a lot of good players, you know, scrambling for homes. It's like in real life when you got all these people with college degrees getting minimum wage jobs because that's just what's available. It's gonna be like right, that at least you, for, the, for for this upcoming season. You got names on the market like uh, Cam Newton, uh, Aaron Jones, um, which is which is crazy because Green Bay so long to get a decent running back, and and now you know they in in jeopardy of losing. They don't care. They don't um, care. They don't care about winning either. Bud Dupree is a free agent. Kenny Galladay, Juju oh, Smith Schuster. Galladay um, is, is. I'm surprised they didn't tag him. Shaq uh, Barrett, even though I think Tampa is going to find a way to get him back in the mix. Um, Trent Williams, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of names out there. So Will Fuller, that's, that's our priority. Trent's uh, not going nowhere. Uh, they're they're going to they're, they're going to uh, give him what he wants. Um, he's he's the number one rated uh, OT in the league still, and he he proved that after not playing for the uh, football team the previous season, he came back and was arguably the best at his position. So I, if they would be foolish if they let if they let him go. Um, that would be a big problem for us. Yeah, a couple more guys from your organization. Richard Sherman. Uh, what do you think about? Do you think he, you think he's gone? Well, Rich, I knew he was going. I'm more I'm more worried about Emmanuel Mosley. Um, Some younger uh, guys. <laughs> what's the kid with the dreads? Uh, he's escaping me uh, right now. Um, that was always hurt. He used to play for the Chargers. I can't. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank, but. Tell him he had a he had a uh, dope season cornerback, and those are the two dudes that are more uh and and our fullback Kyle Uchek, which that sounds blasphemous in this day and age, but for our system he's a uh he's like a linchpin. Um, so 
the, the problem is, and I'll, and I'll get out of here with this, is that Robert Sala and the Jets run the same offense. They got, they, they got our offensive coordinator there now, and our defensive coordinator is the head coach. They have a ton of money, and they run the same schemes that we run. So all of our creations that we have are going to be potential, you know, I was I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Like if you like looking at, you know, the, the analysts and the stuff that they're saying and who might fit where, it seems like they got a ton of San Francisco's players going and signing with the Jets. But you know, it's all yeah, you always have to factor when you have coaches from a place and guys are familiar with them, and then they got that old cliche, they know the system, and he knows the system. So, you know, they're, they're expecting all of these guys that, to make a mass exodus to, to New York. <laughs> that's why I think we have to get rid of Jimmy G, not because he can't play, because even though he's not the greatest quarterback, when he plays, when he's healthy, he wins. He's 24-9. and nine when he I was going to say, they're successful so, for some reason when he's there. Whether yeah. it's him or not, when he's under center, they win games. But when, but when you're watching the games, or even if you're a box score guy, you look at stuff and you're like, like, what is Jimmy G doing to help the team? But then when somebody else is in the game, like they don't have the same kind of success. I I I don't understand it because I'm still not yeah, to I a mean, point where I'm going to give him the credit for it. But for some reason, when he's there, they win. He's just a lucky son. And that's what I'm saying, but but <laughs> but we got We got to get. We got to be able to sign. Uh, the players, and I think they want to. They they've been giving them these false votes of confidence, which every time they say it, it makes it, it makes it seem more like they they shopping them. And if the rumors are true, New England is back interested in them. You know, uh, Belichick trying to get his old thing back, so we'll, we'll take it and you know move on from that and and do what we do and, and build fresh. But yeah, man, I just wanted to holler at my guys, man. We gotta we gotta have y'all back on on, on our. Uh, Podcast. Um, I'm, I'm gonna yes, hit you with all the. Uh, I'm gonna hit you with all the uh, Frank Gorsuch um offline. But until uh, <laughs> then, man, uh, keep, keep uh, rocking. Uh, uh, no uh, doubt. Yo, and he, and he, I, I'm not even gonna do. I'm not even gonna do it. But he had, he had, uh, he had uh, one of the best. Uh, never mind. Um, yeah, y'all keep yeah. rocking. Y'all, y'all know y'all got the <laughs> best podcast in the world, excluding nobody. All right, bro. So, um, no I doubt. Love, love y'all. I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna treat y'all like LeBron did Steph, but uh, you y'all know what it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace. All right, man. We holler at you. All right, peace, peace, bro, peace. peace. Yeah. Deb said LeBron's gonna go down in history. I said, take the history off. Just say LeBron's gonna go down. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I already did. <laughs> Yo, and shout out again to Skyview in the chat room. We were talking about Peyton. He said uh, it's the same with Eli. There was no way Eli Manning should have been a starting quarterback in the NFL. Skyview, you always take things too far, Yeah, yeah. You went a bit far with that one. Yo, every once in a while, you got to remind people that, yo, 90% of the quarterbacks in every year stink. Like, that's just what it is. Like, Yo, two times Super Bowl MVP said Bo shouldn't have been a starter yo, in the some, league. Some of the <laughs> some of the people that have started in this NFL, like yo, Tim Tebow started multiple games, dog. Like you can tell me that 
Eli ain't better than Tebow. Like, come on, man. Like, it's just some some cats that start in this league, dog. That Dwayne Haskins. You mean like, <laughs> yo? Charlie <laughs> Beck had like an eighteen year career. <laughs> All right, well, Jim, man, tell everybody what happened this week while while they were on the Grizz Nye. <clears throat> no, why are we still on here? Are we, yo, why are we still here? But anyway, um, it's time to talk about yeah, what happened while you were on the. Yeah, pretty much. What happened while you were on the Grizz Naive brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies? Here's the bottom line. You need a website for your business. Stop with the trash websites. Hit up digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Tell them you heard it on the War Room. Get you a discount. But let's talk about what happened while you were on the Grizz Naive. Uh, yo, um, Myers Leonard, was uh, he's under fire now. For using an anti-Semitic slur while playing a video game online, I know Julian Edelman wrote him a think piece. Um, yeah, and my man was, was playing. Well, first of all, I'm a grown man. If I'm him, I'm like, I don't need you to like, you know, I'm already under enough fire. Yeah, I don't need you being condescending. And <laughs> the worst part about this to me is like, yo, the slander was trash. Like, yo, that's your that's your on on game video talking. I've been cut right. out worse playing Call of Duty by 14-year-olds. They be bringing oh, the heat. Boy, like, they make you want to like, go fight them. This thing is trash. Yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, the The commissioner said his his comment was inexcusable and hurtful and such an offensive term has no place in NBA or in our society. Um, so he's been suspended. Um, was there a... How many games was he suspended? I don't know. I think it was five games he was suspended. Um, and he's been fined $50,000. The caveat to that, though, is Myers, Myers Leonard was um, injured. He was injured anyway. So yeah, he's not even going to get – you know, usually if you're healthy and you get suspended for a certain amount of games, you're going to lose those game checks. So if he was playing, he would lose – in addition to the fifty grand that he was fined, he would lose like three hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars. I don't even know if it was five games; it might be three. Whatever it was, he was due to lose three hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars. But he's not even playing, so he just gets the fine and he gets the the suspension. <laughs> so like he's really getting off easy. Like he's not getting Nick Cannon. <laughs> he's not getting you know <laughs> things that we've seen for for people doing this. And, and like Jimmy said. Julian Edelman wrote him a, a open letter on social media, and he was basically kind of. It seemed to me he was he was kind of son he was sunning him. He was saying, you know, I can understand. I know that I, I believe that it didn't come from a place of malice, but you know, ignorance is sometimes more destructive form of hate than than malicious hate. And I just I'm just like, okay, who is Julian Edelman like? To do this. Yo, like, wasn't Julian Edelman the same one that like wrote Nick Cannon something too? Like he's always the good right, like, 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 He's be, taking right? this upon himself to to fight. Hey, I mean, I guess. Are you? Are you? Are you? I guess Julian Edelman is the LeBron. He's the LeBron of uh <laughs> of the Jewish athletes. No, but what so I'm I guess saying he's gonna is, step Edelman, up on all the social issues. He might be parlaying himself into something bigger, man. So, like, God bless him, mm-hmm. man. Like, you know. I think everybody who do, step man. up on this type of stuff these days is trying to parlay into something bigger. <laughs> listen, yeah. man, I just want to fly, I, I, and fly away to where black kings in Ghana stay. I'm sorry. Um, word. <laughs> yeah, you man, word is man. You definitely the man. Yo. Yeah, yeah I see what you did there. 
<laughs> yeah, let's talk about Vanessa <laughs> Bryant, man. Vanessa Bryant, the legend, the gangster. Hold up, B, she won B a was saying something. Hold up, hold up. B was saying something. No, just, uh, just, yo, I just think it's funny how certain things are treated in this society and others. I mean, there's plenty of examples of Riley Coopers in these situations, and I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't. Matter. I know what you're trying to say, man. And it you're was trying, wrong. It was wrong. What you're is, Scavi you said, said Julian just wants tell. everybody to know that he's Jewish. He's going to make sure we all know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Salute, you know, salute to Julian. Salute to, you know, far worse has been done and no, and not, and, and no big deal made of it. And, and, you know, but this isn't the time or the place or the platform, man. Myers Leonard, hopefully you, you, you figure it out. I, I would think that with your first name being Meyer, that you would have some license to that word. I don't know whether that's the case. Uh, Yo, but, let's uh, move on. Yeah, so Vanessa Bryant, right? Yo, Vanessa <laughs> Bryant, yo. Let's talk about Vanessa Bryant. Because be awesome, you know what I mean? Get us some Yo, Vanessa Bryant won a ruling in crash photos, man. So there was, uh, you know, Vanessa Bryant is not playing no games when it comes to uh, the legacy of her family. She's doing what she's supposed to do in, um, you know, in the court system with her so hands. Basically, you know, she's basically with this ruling, she gets, she gets, she's making them name names. They have to give her the names. Of the four officers, so she can add them to the lawsuit that she has against L.A. County. So now she gets to basically, you know, first it was, it was just an internal affairs investigation on them. They couldn't release the names. They wouldn't release the names, you know, Blue Shield, um, whatever they call that. But now with mm. this court ruling, they have to give her the name. So she about to put they, they she about to put them all out there, and you know what kind of hate mail. Man, listen. Hate social media, hate visits, hate calls that these dudes are about to get when she puts their name. Man, listen. Shout out Vanessa. Like Jimmy said, them dudes. Legacy. (laughs) Listen, man. Them dudes better flat wings and fly away. No (laughs) more. Yo, um. <laughs> All right, another story that happened while you won the Grizz Naive, man. A female Jewish athlete was just being forced to compete against biological males. So this is a big story that's been going on in the news, like, uh, you know, um, with, with people, transgender competing as women. Um, but this athlete says she's not going to compete against them. Right. I mean, and she definitely has that right. She and a couple of other athletes are making a stand, man. I mean, in the bigger scheme of things, I th- I have a problem with this. Now, um, they were doing something. Um, they were doing something in Congress where I think the Trump administration, I read something about the Trump administration was, you know, basically against this whole thing. So people in her position was actually getting some um, getting some backing from the Trump administration. But now that Biden administration is in, they've pulled that support from people who are trying to fight against this. And, you know, we kind of understand why, you know, we, we know where Biden, Obama, and everybody from that side kind of stands on these issues. But I, I just really think it's it's unfair um, that these people who have gone through puberty as males, you know, are able to just say, I, I, I identify with being a female now, and they get to go in here and 
compete against these girls, and 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 it's not like it's it's not like some some yeah. fly by the night. Oh, it's coincidental. Like these guys. Or these girls, whatever they're identifying with now, like they're winning a lot of competitions, a lot of medals, Yo. and like they're taking away from stuff that these girls could have, you know, been doing it, and it, winning and getting into colleges and, you know, they like destroying was, dreams uh, out here right now. In my, opinion. it it was it was all you know it was all fun games and jokes for me with this until I saw photos. Of what Fallon Fox, uh, what he what he did to uh, to two young women oh. that got in the ring with him, and that changed my entire outlook on this because I was taught that men men don't physically accost women, and it doesn't matter whether you put a wig on. It doesn't matter if you decide to take a hormone to change. Yo, you are biologically a man. And there are scientific differences in your bone structure, your muscles, your muscle mass, the density of your body. Like, it, it, this shouldn't even be in question. And it and it's like, yo, it's going too far. There's there. No one is saying that you don't have uh, a right to to push in the poop if that's what you want to do, if you want to carpet munch, yo, if that's what you choose to do, that is your right. And your sexuality shouldn't be what's used to judge your humanity to begin with. Like period, point blank, no one should, should, should take that away from them. If they choose to marry, all of that stuff is fine. But now it's coming down to people's lives. Like where you, (laughs) come on for real, but where you have a man, Get in the ring with These a woman and hit, Austin, and, hit, sport. and hit her in the face and hit right. her in the face. We nah, saw I, what I Ray Rice did to his wife. Jim, we saw I what he did to his wife. I saw what, tell me like, for real. I think he said, come on. All right, look, last thing, last thing on this, because this is actually a bigger oh, topic. That we can, you know, we can actually do a, a whole show on this, and, and we'll visit it later. Maybe call up the yeah, old Let me know what they talk on, because I'm calling out. <laughs> Call up the old homie, um, Sid Ziegler, um, out sports. I had this conversation. But the, the, what I was uh, referring to before, Alana Smith, um, and this is the girl, the young woman that Jimmy was talking about, she and three other female competitors in high school track um, filed a federal lawsuit challenging the Connecticut policy that allows transgender students to compete in girls' athletics. Now, these four young women are being represented by lawyers at the Christian Legal Nonprofit Alliance Defending Freedom. Um, They said the Trump administration had supported the lawsuit, which sought to protect fairness in women's sports. But last week, however, the Biden administration, Justice Department and Education Department withdrew that support. So that's the uh, part that I was talking about and said that I wasn't really surprised to hear. So um, we'll see about that. And actually, the editor... um, I don't know if Sid is still – Sid is no longer the editor of Outsports. I mean, he, he's the founder of it. But they said the editor of Outsports actually wrote piece on it, um, kind of challenging that, you know, back when they when, – when the Trump administration was giving it support, she, they, she had wrote something challenging that. So, you know, maybe, maybe we can call yeah, up we, the, the old homie and see if we can have a nice argument on this on air one of these days. Um, 
But yeah, that's it. What, what else happened? What's the last thing that happened, Jim, before we bounce, man? I heard I mean, somebody. That you know, uh, yeah, because y'all want to do some more politically incorrect talk, man. Pepe Le Pew has been canceled because he was he, he promoted rape culture in um, Space Jam One, so they they took him out of Space Jam Two. No, not even so, Space Jam. That's what's going on. It's Pepe Le Pew. Period. They said you know he represents. They took him out of. Remember, they took him out character. of. Pepe Le Pew is always trying to get at you know the other skunk or, or whatever it is. Yeah, the cat. Yeah, cat, he was always you know. trying. She trying to push him off. Exactly, trying, trying to. to. But yo, the like Jimmy said, he actually had a scene in Space Jam Two, and because he's the because the Pepe Le Pew, the cartoon character, is getting all this backlash on social media right now, they decided to leave that scene on the cutting room floor. Now, his co-star in the scene, because you know in these movies they do tunes with humans. Um, his co-star in the scene, actress, I don't know how to say her name, Gracie Santo, she was disappointed that the scene had been cut because supposedly, you know, she's been uh, fighting for these type of causes for her whole career. And she'd rather the scene stay in it and let people, because in the scene, Pepe was trying to get at her. He was like kissing on her arm and he was pushing her away. Then she threw a drink on him and then she hit him with a backhand. So she said she'd rather the scene stay in to kind of show young girls that you can fight against this kind of thing. Um, but, you know, they, they took it out and not just the scene in Space Jam. Like Pepe Le Pew as a character is going to be canceled <laughs> from now on. Like you can't just change the, the cancel culture these days. Like they're actually canceling cartoons now. So that makes me think like before we get out of here, like, there's never any hope for a reboot of Popeye, a movie, because, you know, Bluto take what he want. Um, who else? Like, <laughs> Tom, it was just, Tom and Jerry, he, he, he gets well, busy. He just had a movie. He, 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 he just a, had a movie come yo, out. Yo, he's sexist. He's racist. Yo, Tom was out here wilding. When you watch Tom and Jerry, no, yo, Tom was out here just wilding. My man was a sexist, a racist, homophobic. Like, Tom was out here wilding, B. Yeah, um, he definitely was. And they and Tom and Jerry just had a movie that came out last week. You know, they had a little blockbuster. So I guess the people over at um, you know, uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah. They, they, they probably clean time up though. Sorry. It, it, it ain't that old time. This is a new time. They, they this is new time. Yeah, it's definitely time new time. But that's what I'm Jerry. saying. Like, why can't they? Well, for this movie, the scene was already done. So I guess you can't do a new Pepe after the backlash. Damn. They probably look at the scene like, oh yeah, they do got a point. <laughs> <laughs> like, and we still yo, doing Pepe, it. Like, yo, you know. yo, Pepe used to get busy, yo. Yeah, he he was out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So he was out of pocket. Uh, that's that's everything. Appreciate it, Jim, for letting everybody know what happened. Yes, sir. While they were on the Grizz Night yes, before we get up out of here, of course, we're going to let you guys know what happened this date in sports history, which is brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is. Sports the Book was written by the War Room Zone, Jimmy the Blueprint. It's one of the greatest sports books ever written, so make sure you get yourself a copy at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. But right now, we're going to tell you guys what happened this date in sports history. March 11th, 2014, high school senior in Texas, Patrick Mahomes Jr., tosses a 16-strikeout no-hitter 
in a 2-1 win over Mount Pleasant High. So shout out to the now NFL, well, last year's NFL MVP and last year's Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes, because he was a man of many talents and many sports. Not only was he a great pitcher in high school, um, he won something like, I don't know if it was for the, his district or or, or Texas, but he was something. He was like basketball player of the year. The basketball maybe the player district. of the year, yeah. Right. I mean, he was, <laughs> he was, my man, my man was killing no hitters as a sports, pitcher, man. and he was the football player of the year in Texas that same year. So yeah. shout out to him and all of his exploits, man. That's a talented That's boy. That's crazy. That's crazy, B. Kermit. Patty Mahomes about to lose a couple hundred million. Oh, my fault. I want to give y'all one more because this is important. Um, this is new history, but it's very important. March 11th, 2020, the NBA suspends the 2019-2020 season until further notice after Utah Jazz Center Rudy Gobert tests positive for COVID-19 after showing his ass a couple of days earlier in the press conference, coughing and wiping on everybody. Off, all on the microphones and the desk at the press conference. So, yeah, um, today is Rudy Day. Shout out to Rudy. F you, Rudy. For the league I mean, but he did give us that bubble. You know what I mean? He pause. He did. <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, Rudy was, was responsible. Yo, Rudy was responsible for us. Getting that, that that bubble basketball <laughs> that, we, that we watched last You season. are gay. And that, that was some of the best basketball <laughs> that we've seen in a while, man. Yo, I think it's up, time man. to get out of here, man. Yo. Yeah, Rudy, oh. Rudy Gobert, man, because what he did was he made sure that he'll be forever remembered. I mean, you know, and as defensive player of the year, he shut down he shut down an entire league. So shout out to Rudy Gobert, man. So yo, it's time to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. The lockdown Bottom line is, I, I gotta I gotta make this brief, yo. Tune in next week. We're gonna be live right here. Check us out in the middle of the week. Check out all of our shows. Check out all of our content. Maturity level. Y'all childish, man. So check out everything we do at the website, The Hub, which is warroomsports.com. Listen, man, get my book, Sports the Book at warroomsports.com. Until next time, everybody, go to that mediocrity. And we'll see you jumps on top. Paul. <laughs>
Let's put cats under the name us. What real sport? Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.